again like yeah people always say like oh man like i'm such a bad artist or whatever and it's like yeah. well how long how much have you been doing it because like i you know i'm i don't consider myself great i, I got some skills but i've been yeah. doing it for like i've been I liked doing it so much that I just have done it for 20 some years, yes. you know. So and that's uh, the thing I always think about in terms of that is when I try to play piano and I get so like, oh, I suck. And it's like, yeah, you don't play piano yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is brand. It's like learning how to read for the first time. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be good. Yeah. And that's frustrating because you want to be able to like just have fun and express all the th thoughts right. that are going through your mind. But it's like you're not going to be able to. And you still can in a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. In a shitty way. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, we're back for another episode of Magnolia House. Alex Fleur, Tony Peterson. You know who it is. Um, <laughs> do you think? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. Do you know all. where you are right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're both, um, I'm a little zoinked out because uh, I, got, I got four hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seems I'm, like you guys are having a... I, it's just been a week of a lot of stuff with yeah. uh, Clementine's dad being in town. Yeah. Who we that saw, was who was, we interviewed yeah. on the last episode. He's a super cool dude, though. He is super cool. You know, and it was yeah. such a great, like, week, I think, for him and for us and for Ira. Yeah. It was like the quintessential, like, families visiting yeah. week. Oh, that's you know? obviously his first time meeting Ira, right? Yeah. 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 And how often does he get to see Clem? Uh, once every couple of years. Yeah. I mean, hopefully more, Isn't more that now. Weird? Isn't that weird that you have a kid and then... Unless you're really wealthy, then you can just pop in and out whenever you want. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, seeing your kid every few years yeah. or every couple of years. I mean, it's because he lives across the state. Or the yeah, country. literally yeah. on the opposite side of the country. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's just, that's weird to me. Yeah. Like my mom, she, she bounced for like four years. Wow. Like in our like fundamental years of childhood. Like yeah. that sounds crazy to me. So, yeah. Like, you know to leave yeah yeah I can't like imagine. how anybody would do that. I, <laughs> you know, okay you know what i just found out we're already going on a tangent uh so you know i'm the only peterson right like right. my mom's not even peterson yeah and i was at a bar with my mom the other night she forced me to come out it's the worst bar i've ever been to um but we were having a discussion about why that is mm -hmm. it's a fucking dark story really oh, i hope my dad doesn't see this one not <laughs> really but it was essentially like my dad didn't want to be a dad at mm. that moment. So she was like, okay, well, I'm giving him my name and you don't have to have anything to do with that situation. He's like, okay. And then like weeks later or something, he decided I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so he just changed his mind. But that's the fucking story. The story I never huh. knew that I was unwanted. Whoa. <laughs> and your then my mom bounced later. Oh, was that? Geez. And yeah. your dad never said anything about that? No. Huh. He would never. Do you know, this is something, I don't know if you, you, I think I've told you in the past. My dad didn't bring me, my family didn't know that my dad had a kid until right. I was a year old. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is weird as, that how do you hide crazy. a human being yeah, for, for a, a whole year. year? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I mean, it's probably easier back then when you're not posting pictures or yeah, doing video yeah. chats or but I don't what know. the hell? Yeah. A whole year. I could not imagine hiding my child for a year. I, a sounds... year seems like such a long time. Yeah. Especially Ira being six months and old. And then how weird would that be? That. You going up to your siblings with a fully formed one-year-old baby. 
Yeah. You're like, this is my kid. You're like, what the fuck, man? Well, I mean, imagine how crazy it is when people, you know, years after they have a relationship and then they are confronted with like a seven-year-old or like, you know, an 18-year-old being like, oh, you're, you? like, you're my dad. Oh. Being like, you're my dad. I, you didn't, like, no, my mom didn't yeah. tell you about me. And like, oh, that's you know, I mean, what a weird, like, yeah. a, and also what a life changer, like, right. Like, but especially also, if you had no idea. Yeah. And depending on the kind of person you are, I might be like, oh my God, like yeah. I didn't even do, like I had no hand in raising you yeah. at all. And yeah. like now and that, that opportunity suck. is gone to yeah. like, you know, now I, now I have to deal with this psychological this issue that you have been burdened with <laughs> yeah yeah and now we're both burdened with you know? yeah yeah and also you're essentially strangers yeah so it's oh like, my gosh you know, yeah 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 that's that's super weird um i wonder if that's any different than becoming an adult and then like learning how to be an adult with your parents you know what, what i mean like because like i with my dad uh-huh. my dad i don't think sees me as like a person really yeah i think he sees me as like the kid he had to take care of oh. for a long time um my mom has always had a very like holistic view of me, I yeah. think, you know, kind of let me, I think, you know, she still sees me as her kid, but like yeah. respects my yeah. self. But like, I think, person. I think there, I would bet. And I feel like there's an adjustment of like learning how to deal with your parent as just another adult oh, as opposed yeah. to like your parent, you know? What yeah. I mean? That's a super weird dynamic. Yeah. And also it's, it's weird how the older you get, the more, because I had really young parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my mom had her first kid, my older brother, when she was 15. She had him. No, she had him when she was 16, I think. Okay. So that means she got pregnant at 15. Yeah. And then my dad was like 18 when he had me. Yeah. And that was nine years ago for me. Like that was like me having a kid nine years ago. Right, yeah. And so like it's weird thinking about your, your parents as like essentially kids when they had you, you yeah. know? And it's like as much as you want to fucking be pissed at them for, you know, maybe fucking up as much as you feel they did, (laughs) but they were fucking young and I can't be pissed because I'm here as a result and I'm grateful to be alive. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And always retrospectively, it's, it's hard to think about it that way. And that was, that was the trouble that Clementine had when we thought about having a kid was Mm -hmm. like the weird talking about somebody who doesn't exist yet. It just, you can't go too far down that because it just becomes a really weird conversation of whether or not you decide if someone should live. Um. (laughs) Well, I, it gets even darker on my side because, and this, I feel like, I always feel like a dick saying this. Every one of my nieces and nephew, when I found out my brother or sister was pregnant, I said abortion, Mm -hmm. have an abortion because they are kids. They were kids when they, there's, I mean, they're not kids anymore. But my brother, it's it was the same cycle. My sister got pregnant at 15 or 16, but relatively close to the same as my mom. Right. And my brother had his first kid when he was 18, same as my dad. Ah. And it is literally the whole trope of repeating the cycle. That's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I try to talk to them like, bro, look at how fucked up we are, right? right. Like you have to be so conscious and aware when raising them in t- in order to not fuck them up in all of the same ways that we got fucked up you know? yeah um and t- right now it's looking like an exact repeat of history hmm. like split up parents uh yeah, addictions inconsistencies yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's that just show, i don't know how we already got on such a deep <laughs> conversation um but one thing i always and i still to this day don't feel like i have mm-hmm. um and it's insane how important it is looking back is stability like having 
consistent consistent schedule. Like I had friends who lived in the same house their whole life, right? Which that is mind blowing to me. As a kid, I I probably moved ten or twelve times, That's like crazy. before high school, yeah. like so many times. Whether it was just can't afford this place anymore, or eviction, or splitting up, so we're going to separate places, or getting married, so we're moving into a new place, and then divorce, so getting a new place, and it's like moving in with family members. Um, it's the the un, the lack of stability is insane, yeah. and that's that's super important for and uh, yeah, and I feel like uh, maybe you still experience that. It, that that has a very foundational like it changes you yeah. like it changes the way you think about things the way you like see the world the like way yeah. you comport yourself yeah yeah i mean i almost come from a little bit of the opposite where i my dad has had the same house for yeah. ever i always joke that your your dad's house is like a museum that's what people say like it's stepping back in time when it, you go into the house it is a time um, machine it's like been, yeah it's been exactly the same and my same dad, it's like this, he does the same thing every day, yes. like super routine, very like routine. crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy routine. Like, and then like he thinks the same way. Like, it is very much like a very clear, like structured way of thinking about. Do you think everything. there's any? I don't know the right word. It's not neuroses. Do you think it's like a thing? Like he has to do the same I, thing I every day. I think it's partially a coping, like thing of like this is how I create stability. Yeah. And especially cause like, you know, he, he used to have like an, uh, he was an alcoholic and yeah. then like had to like, just like quit that cold Turkey, yeah. you know, and like took on the responsibility of a big family. So and, did, did he do cold Turkey? Did he didn't do rehab or yeah, that no, stuff? he just stopped. Yeah. And that's, like, that's, that's very much that's, like him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that stuff just gets like, you just, it gets shoved down. And I think you just yeah. kind of like bury it by building yeah. structure <laughs> on top of it. Um, but I think it's also part of his personality. And I think I, I definitely have, Either I've inherited that or I learned it seeing him do that of like doing the same thing over Which, and over again. Oh, I'm yeah. very, I'm very much a habit forming person. Yeah. I'm very, I'm, I have an addictive personality and I'm a very habit forming person where yeah. I do things by forming habits and I think about things by like having a very structured way of thinking. And that's kind of like a safe place and as a result. Like it's the yeah, structure. Yeah. And I, but for me, it definitely like, there's also part of me that really likes new things and to experience yeah. a little bit of like you know always mixing something else it's probably in. more of your mom so probably a little <laughs> bit more mom <laughs> i do and then going it, back and forth between those two for it's, me yeah. I, I you know do you do you know your grandparents at all on your dad's side uh on my dad's side i knew my grandma when i was a kid like i spent some time with her and she, i remember her being lovely and my yeah. mom says she was one of the best mother-in-laws oh. she could imagine anybody having well that's you know? sweet yeah. um so I, yeah i know she's a very sweet person i remember my grandpa on my dad's side uh-huh. just being a very great rough like kind of standoffish guy isn't that weird Um, speaking of cycles repeating you just (laughs) described your parents sure yeah totally which is so weird (laughs) isn't that trippy yeah yep that's That's, true that's super weird because your mom is the sweetest kindest most lovely person on the planet yeah and your dad's a bit bit (laughs) gruff he's a bit gruff to say the least yeah yeah um Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's, I think that's totally, and then, like, as much as, like, for my mom, you know, she has her own bubbliness that I feel like my grandma didn't have, but um, in terms of, like, her welcoming and, like, understanding nature, I think she learned a lot of that from my grandma, actually, yeah. and, like, she thinks of that a lot when, you know, she meets Clementine, she's like, I mm. want to be a good mother-in-law to yeah. you, because cause it's, it helped her so much, especially because she moved here um, with oh. my dad, and 
into my grandma's house. And they were from in, the, in from, Guam? From Guam, yeah. Guam. And so, Where's Guam in relation to the Philippines? Uh, it's like just kind of further west in the Pacific Ocean. And was your dad? further east in the Pacific Ocean. In the, what was he? My Not grandpa Navy. was in the Navy. So your grandpa was in the Navy. My dad, so was, dad a was a military kid. Okay. He grew up on the base in Guam yeah. and then lived on the island for That's most of his life. A, you know, I know you probably haven't had many super deep talks with your dad, mm-hmm. but his childhood... His yeah. upbringing, I, I have, I wonder the stories he could tell. You know, yeah. Like, what mean, was he like when he was seventeen or something? So you know? he doesn't talk about much what he was like as much as like he what he experienced. Yeah. You know, you know, when he was younger. I mean, he talks a lot about like kind of, you know, kind of freedom and partying and kind of just doing yeah. hanging out and then like doing all the work and jobs that were on the island. Yeah. Um, he probably started with, working young. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean he's always kind of done work instead of yeah. school. He didn't, he didn't go to college or nothing like that. Yeah. I think he was, he was about to get drafted into Vietnam once, but he oh, never wanted Jesus. to join the army yeah. or anything like that. What were you going to say before I uh, interrupted you? Uh, what's interesting to think about now is the fact that he grew up on Guam, uh-huh. which is an, you know, one of the U S territories. Yeah. So it's, it's an Island. It's not, I mean, there was a semblance of American society there, but it was all fabricated from like the base from, yeah, and then from, outward. So, um, and then like he didn't, I mean, they integrated a little bit with like the, the native, you know, people yeah. there, the Guamanians, but and, so like, he knew that what you call them? Yeah. Guamanians? <laughs> Guamanians, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like for most part, it was a very Americanized yep. kind of living for him. Um, and as much as he didn't grow up here in the States, like mm-hmm. in the continental United States, like in America proper like he's still in a version of that he i think now it's like it's like he doesn't think about the fact that his experience growing up was very different than what it was like to live in the u.s when during the 60s 70s and 80s like because he wasn't here he wasn't here here yeah. for all that which because you wouldn't think that because he's very like very america. american yes yeah. yes yeah. he's a very like america yeah <laughs> very america type guy uh <laughs> so like it's just weird to like Think that he had such an alternative like upbringing, and yeah. yet he like just really subscribed to like the American, all the American came. like lines yeah. that were kind of given yeah. to everybody. And he's like a nowadays, you know, he was a very like independent libertarian type guy, mm-hmm. and now he's more of the like conservative, like side. Trumpian conservative type yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was just thinking about your picture frames. Oh, um, <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but it's it's just interesting because. Um, one thing Rogan always talks about is like when he had a kid, he started seeing everybody as like a child who grew up, mm-hmm. you know? And sure. like, so your dad was once, you know, Iris size yeah. and he was a little boy, then teenager, then a man and all that stuff. And it's, it's just interesting thinking about what he was like when he was that age. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would have gotten along with my dad when he was younger. It's hard, See, it's hard mm-hmm. to tell. Cause like when I, even when I was in like, uh, high school. So when I was in high school, like I was very alternative type person. Like I just felt like an outsider already. Goatees. Um, I mean, yeah, part <laughs> of it. I mean, part of it was the way I looked, <laughs> but also it's like I, you know, I just didn't like socially mix well with people. Yeah. And then like you just kind of gravitate. The alternative line is like the punk type hip. I, that, that was mm-hmm. like the line I fell into. It was like the punk like hippie yeah. granola type thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I was an art kid. But you ever see Empire um, Records? No. Oh, yes. Yeah. I kind of see you in that. Oh, uh, yeah. I wish I was that cool. Not <laughs> that cool. Kinda, yeah. Those. Yeah. I don't know. I think I was the 
more bookish art. I don't know what uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was yeah. We were just having this conversation yeah. the other day. I do not know how people saw me in high school. <laughs> yeah, I just remember I it being a rough experience. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> it was a really sad thought. Um, for the high school yearbook, senior year, um, me and this girl, Hannah, both got nominated for Class Clown. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were in the yearbook. And I, I was thinking, I was like, we probably got nominated that for entirely different reasons like mm. her she's genuinely funny and goofy and i think for me it was like you're a clown like huh. <laughs> yeah but like, you're you are funny well yeah like you you do you are cracking jokes all the time yeah things like but that. it's just i don't know the way i was thinking i was like there's two versions of it there's like the sad clown and there's right. like the goofy right you know? yeah sure yeah yeah That's i was just hoping that i wasn't yeah. the the former. I was voted most artistic in my oh. class, and then they left our picture out of the yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I heard that was actually a mistake. They meant most autistic. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> See, that was, just, that, was, just, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Except too bad for the person who <laughs> 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 hit me in the picture. But. Uh, yeah. Um, no, yeah. it's 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 weird thinking about our parents as young people or even at our age right now well we, we, we've talked before about like how you know how we are different people as we grow up yeah and it's like how much do you identify with who you were oh, so long ago yeah and i feel like some Not people close. are some people like yeah stay very true like mm-hmm. don't change at all which is yeah. which scares me honestly and there are people <laughs> who like evolve over time yeah you know but i i think i've um there's been positives and negatives to the evolution of where i am now mm-hmm. like i think i had and i don't know if this is just a f- physical thing like i'm decaying and dying but i had fucking ungodly unlimited amounts of energy mm-hmm. like just so much energy all the time gotcha. yes yeah. man i'll do anything anytime like just tell me when and where mm-hmm. like and i'm so much not that anymore really <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Um, with like close friends, yeah, I'm like always down to chill sure. and hang out. But like, I was up for anything. New things. And anything. just, just fucking a hundred miles an hour, just talking all the time to the point where it was probably really obnoxious. <laughs> um, so, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird because um, yeah, I guess your dad is your dad's technically an immigrant. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he was born, he was born in Washington, oh, actually. Okay, okay. And then he moved and then yeah. they moved to Guam and he was a kid and yeah. then he grew up there. But it's, it's, it's interesting because my dad, all of my family, and I'm actually going to El Salvador tomorrow morning. Um, my whole family's from there. Mm-hmm. And so, but they all, they were all, God, isn't it crazy? My grandma has, well, one passed away in, I think what would be considered a NICU. Um, back in the war time, there was a civil war in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. She had her last child. And a bomb went off in the hospital because it was a huge civil war. A lot of people know about it. It was pretty highly publicized and funded by the U.S. government, I believe. As a lot of the wars were back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Reagan, you killed my uncle. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no, it's really sad that he, um, a bomb went off either at or near the hospital. Power went out and, you know, because um, he was premature, I believe. But no, wow. it's, it's crazy that... My grandma or anybody had 10 kids. You know, that's crazy. So, like, the oldest was, like, 18 or tw- in his 20s or something when he mm-hmm. got here. And, he, the like, two or three of the oldest got here first. But then my dad got here when he was, like, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's – can't imagine what that's like. Like, imagine if you had to move to, like, 
let's say Italy or something right. at eight years old, not speaking any Italian and having to go to school. Right. That would be so difficult and weird. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be super difficult. Cause yeah, um, that's that age where you're still figuring out, well, seven or eight, you're just figuring out like s- the social yeah. life, you know, yeah. you've, you've kind of figured out kind of how the world works developmentally speaking. And how much of an outcast yeah. must you feel like oh, gosh, on a regular basis if you can't even communicate right. with your, your classmates? Yeah. That's, that's weird. Yeah. Um, but it's also your brain is at that stage where you're, it's pretty malleable and it's considerably easier to learn a new yeah. language. Yeah, sure. Um, but then you have somebody like my aunt who who's probably like eight or nine years older than him and she's Hispanic, but she sounds like she's a Russian. Her accent is so thick. <laughs> and my dad has no accent. He huh. sounds like a white guy on the phone. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I'm going with any of this, but it's just, it's weird to think about our, our parents as, as kids. As kids, you know? yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be just as weird at, at one point. Well, the thing is though, like, and then as I get older, I experience this is that like, when I think back, like, it seems like not that long ago, it was the year 2000, right? Yeah. Like, and that was 20 That's years ago. scary. 20 years ago. Yes. Right? So then you think about our parents who were born, you know, like, in the 50s, 60s, or whatever. Yeah. Or I don't know when your parents uh, were born. Yeah, 76. Se- 70, yeah. Okay, yeah. so 70s. 73. Um, yeah. And Something for like them, that. you know, when they were 10, like, to them, maybe not that long ago, like the 80s weren't that long ago yeah. for them, which was like well, what's even, how different the world is now. I had like an existential bit of a meltdown, not really a minor meltdown, because uh, I I, ran, I went out with my mom and my aunts and all that stuff and, and my cu- my uncle, who I haven't seen in 15 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's weird when you're a little kid and you look at your uncle, aunts and uncles or your parents, they look like old adults, right. like, you know? Yeah. And you realize, looking back, they're probably the age we are now, yeah. or maybe even y- younger. Like, yeah, yeah my oh, yeah. parents were really young, for sure. And so, and then I see them now, and I still look at them as older, right? But pretty soon, I'm going to be at the age that they're at, mm-hmm. and it's going to come quick, like quicker than you think, you know? Oh yeah. Um, well, and your nephews and nieces see you as an old adult. As yeah, as an as old an guy. Old person. Yeah, yes. yeah. Which that, is I weird. I spend all the time working with kids. Yeah, I, they're they pretty sure the first guess is always you're like forty years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. Cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, man, that's just you know I I get tripped out sometimes when I see like an a really older person at like a Safeway or something like at a grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, I know this sounds obvious and stupid, but like, I'm going to be that age one day. And I, it's, it's just trippy to think about that. Cause I'm not there yet. Right. And like, if you're, if you're our age, you're not there yet, mm. but you know, you're going to get there one day. Right. And then one day you're going to look back and be like, I used to be this young, right. year old like person. And it didn't feel that long ago. And yeah. And it didn't, it, it it's not going to feel like it was that long ago. Right. And then. And then you get to the next stage, which is like my my grandma who just passed like last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling you guys this the other night. It's fucking sad, man. Like one of my aunts after she passed, luckily they had time to get her cremated and all that stuff, but froze all the assets that she had set up for her own uh, funeral and memorial and all that stuff. Huh. And so everybody who was planning on it, they, they just canceled the memorial. Wait, like really? Nothing. What the? Like, yeah. And so everybody who was here who flew in just went back 
Uh, people who were going to fly in just didn't. They didn't meet up or nothing? Nobody did anything. Wow. And to me, that's so sad. Yeah. Like, and it's it's just super weird because I just saw her a week ago, a little over a week ago. Yeah. And it's, it's. Is this like an existential moment for you? Like, I'm going to well, die someday? And this is no, like... it's not that deep. I've had a lot of those. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just weird to me because I've never had. I've never had anybody close to me die, and I hadn't seen my grandma on my mom's side in probably over 10 years, well mm-hmm. over. Um, but it's it's weird to me to think about this woman who I have no connection with, really. Um, and I stay away from my mom's side because they're kind of extremely problematic. Like, yeah. they, they got kicked out of the hospital when seeing her, a few of them, because they, they just get into fights. And that's that's the part of my mom said that I know is in me that I'm always trying to fight. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it's weird to think that I couldn't exist if she hadn't existed. Right. And she is not my mom, but she's a version of a mother in the sense that she had to be here for me to get here, you know? Mm -hmm. And that person doesn't exist anymore. Right. And that's very weird to me. And I know this sounds obvious and whatever to some people, but I've never, had anybody in my family die. Hmm. And that's another thing I'm very terrified wow. of. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, this is the first time I've had any kind of real brush with a death in the family. And albeit we weren't close at all, but she's my mother's mother, which again, I've over already said it. It's obvious. <laughs> I wouldn't exist if she wasn't here. Right. And now she's gone. Do you, and that's weird. What, what, that's what, so weird. What, what do you feel when you, when you like, think about that is it sadness is it um it's sadness for her it's 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 weird not really regret or guilt um a couple things come in mind a Mm -hmm. i just saw her Mm -hmm. and she was my mom told me that i saw her on the best day like the day after her mental health started declining and she barely knew who anybody was but she knew who i was um we talked. She was so sweet, which is and it, another interesting thing is, again, my, my mom's side is very problematic and angry and aggressive and lots of people in and out of jail, which brings up another point I got to bring up. But my uncle is in jail. He didn't get to see his mom before she passed. Uh, which, but um, it's weird because she was not the nicest person growing up, but seeing her on her deathbed and I brought this up to Clem she was like yeah you're on your deathbed you have no reason to hold any ill will or anything but she was so sweet mm-hmm. and so calm and she was so ready like she I always feel like if I knew I was about to die I'd be melting down like I would just hmm. be freaking out like like it's too soon any time is too soon to me even huh. if you're at 85 years you old. don't know what it's like but yeah but I, yeah again yeah you don't know what it's like when you're that age but you know me, I've always joked, like, I'm going to freeze myself or, like, yeah. I'm going to try to hope that your technology, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do some bullshit. And I've grown past that a bit. I still am considering freezing myself because that seems potentially viable. But she was so, and it's, it's I don't know if uncouth is the wrong word, um, but part of me just wants to ask, like, what is going through your mind right now? Hmm. You have been here for, and she was only 72, which is kind of young. Um, But like, I would like to know what is going on in your mind right now. You are not going to be here in within the week. 
And the doctor said, you know, she could last a few more months if she was just on oxygen 24-7, never get off of it. And she didn't even want to be in oxygen in the fucking hospital. She's like, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And it was just weird talking to her, just having conversations, knowing that you're going to be gone the next time. I was almost the next time I see you. But, you know, and then now she's ashes, which is weird, too. But but back to my uncle, like, so my uncle's in jail Mm -hmm. and he's been there for like a month or so and he's going to be in there for a few more months. But that's another thing that's super heavy, like not being able to see your mother before she passes. That's really sad. Well, that makes me think of all the COVID folks who didn't get to see their family. That's fucking dark, man. Saying goodbye to one of the people you love most in this world from an iPad or something. Like yeah. that's rough. Fuck, man. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I would, I would kidnap them out of the hospital <laughs> if if they were cool with it. I'd be like, fuck your rules. Yeah. I don't care. No, and I will quarantine for fucking three months I, if it means I can. See I get my, and I get that. Dad, I get that know. perspective. It's the it's your personal benefit versus the public benefit, and it's like there's yeah. just it's that uh, Matthew McConaughey versus uh, Matt Damon situation, right? It's like oh, the, yeah. it's like it's like the my but you know like what I want versus Duncan what's Trussell good for has, everybody. I don't know if you watched that Midnight Gospel episode about death. Um, I have watched them all. I haven't, and I would like to rewatch them. Yeah, there was one so where she's talking about dead people, and she's like, and she goes into the history of embalming and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you recall that, but how it was like it started during a wartime, right? So, and then yep. they wanted to keep it going, otherwise, like because that's their whole career. So they're yeah. like, we have to find a way to keep making money. Right. So Maybe we, we can introduce... explain that it started in wartime as a way yeah, to yeah. keep soldiers alive or, or keep soldiers their body preserved, preserved so to get back them, home. Yeah, to get yeah. them to see their families, and, and so um, it became an industry. Yes, uh, a whole industry that. that people were making money from. And then when the war was over, they that was their livelihood at that point. Right, and so they tried to find a way to keep it going and so they convinced people that you know like bodies dead bodies were dirty dirty and disease ridden and that you need to get them embalmed and the woman on the show she was like you can have a person in the room with you for a few days if you wanted and there's they're less dangerous than a living person because they're not excreting bodily fluids or sneezing or coughing or yeah. farting or doing any of the things Just that normal people capsule. do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> and so, yeah, if if I knew that my mother or dad was going to die and they wouldn't let me see them, I would fucking go Johnny Q and hold the fucking place up. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yeah. Uh, he's, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> but I would I would fucking cause a riot. Sure, and, and people and, did. Yeah, and I'm sure people did. And, honestly, and yeah. and you know what? And you know, it may be you know you're fighting against the betterment of everybody else. I'll quarantine for fucking six months if you want me to. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let the last moments of the two people that I care most about on this planet right. go without me seeing them. Out of the question. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I like the thing is, I understand both the perspectives of what you're wanting and what people were suffering and not yeah. getting to experience before and also passed, but, just another point uh-huh. with this whole fauci and the cdc thing they flip-flop on this and that they're just people dude sure and they don't know shit i mean they do they know more than most people right. and it's their field but i'm not gonna li- risk the fact that oh uh, yeah we it turns out it would have been fine go fuck yourself i'm doing what i want Sure. That's, you know. Yeah, and I, again, like those people's jobs, and this is what I've been saying since like the beginning of the whole pandemic situation, is like 
those people's jobs are to tell people what the best practices are based yeah. on their expertise. Yeah. Right. Like if they say like, based on everything we've got, you know, it's probably best if you wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like somebody has to say that. But so how do you feel though about, so from the freedom of information act, did uh-huh. you see that Fauci's emails got leaked? Oh no, I didn't. So in his emails, he openly stated that he was saying that masks at the beginning, cause you remember he said masks don't work. Right. He said in his emails to somebody, another individual in private conversations, that the only reason he said that was so that he could keep the stockpile of masks for medical professionals. Right. Yeah. And then when they figured out it was going to be, they were going to have enough or whatever, he flipped in and said, masks do work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do I have any reason to trust you at this point? Right. You may have lied for a good reason, but you still sure. lied. Yep. Just be straight up with us. And so how deep does that rabbit hole go? Well, how many things are they yeah. just chess piecing around? I think I think it comes down to they don't trust the public to be smart. Well, the, first of all, they trust the public to panic. <laughs> That's yes. What, yeah. That is what yeah. they trust people to do. And even people who like are like staunch, like I want to make my own choices and have my own freedom. Yeah. They panic just as much. Yeah. Like I remember as much as people didn't believe the pandemic was a big deal, as much as people like didn't want to follow mask mandates, mm-hmm. people were stocking up on supplies yeah. and shorting everything out and yeah. like bringing everything to like a brink of collapse for almost no reason. Right. Yeah. So especially at the beginning. Yeah. yeah when it was just. And, and so like the question is like, do you tell people that masks work, but we need like, we need to ration them for you know, this mm. and plus there was an administration. At the so time. he was the, what's Batman? He was the Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. In that moment. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's as noble of a cause, no, but yeah, like, yeah. um, so, I mean, he made a manipulative choice to try and get an outcome, yeah. but he was also working for an administration that wasn't doing anything on the federal level to like stockpile like yeah. masks, yeah. you know, to distribute to the States and like, also nothing like that, you know? <laughs> so there was like a lot of stuff yeah. going on because the other choice for the government was to be like, nobody can buy masks yeah. like we are like we are taking control of all the masks like they're yeah. ours and we will choose who gets them and that sounds pretty dystopian yeah. right yeah. like that's not <laughs> nobody wants that to happen either. but she's like me and my family get them because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's what Our happens no, and, yeah. th- and they were yeah. discovering that with the vaccine too is that it was being given to people who had connections yeah instead of wealthy just, people yeah. hollywood yeah. right um yeah i don't want to get too deep into the pandemic just because i yeah. feel like people are tired of that but sure. <sighs> yeah um yeah just to say i i would ignore that rule not being able to see your family i'd I'd be like go fuck yourself i'm taking my mom home sure yeah. but yeah and it's one of those things if you could you definitely could discharge yeah. her i mean right like i think yeah. i think legally you're still allowed to do that but it's one of those things where it's like if you choose to take them to a hospital mm-hmm. where they can probably help them yeah then like but i also think like so like with my grandma's situation she went home yeah die. it's like yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. the end of life thing i think it was even that same maybe been that gospel where it's like people mm. should go home yeah people should spend their last few yeah. days and instead of a sterile yeah fucking fluorescent because, light yeah. there's nothing yeah. that you can really do for them and you know at a, at a yeah. certain point and like it's better that they're comfortable at home with family yeah but then there are people who will fight that too of like you know hold out till the end and maybe it'll turn around yeah people who yeah. don't want to die you know yeah, like, <laughs> God. yeah I, I would like to think that anybody who gets to that age or gets old enough they discover some peace in life you know yeah and i would like to say that th- that wisdom is guaranteed um, well i've also been told we'll it too. not told personally but i've listened i've heard in conversations that your existential panic slowly subsides the older mm. you get and so like when you're young it's like that episode of <laughs> family guy when uh they're at a funeral and stewie's like oh this is so sad she died good thing i'm never gonna die and brian's like 
you're gonna die <laughs> and then he just fucking sheer panic to the point where he's like i'm just gonna fucking kill myself i can't stand the suspense sure. um and that's i think pretty on the nose about like when you're a kid and you first find out about death you're just like what the fuck yeah and then i think as you get older i at least i hope and it seems like it has for me a bit it subsides a little bit um yeah. so by the time you know 50 years from now 40 years from now well yeah and think about it like you know, we're talking about people in their 70s, right? Yeah. Which isn't that, isn't that old these days, yeah. you know? And we are 30 about. Yeah. And I'm not. And I always, You are, maybe. <laughs> and I always say that, you know, I wasn't really conscious until I was, like, in my teen, yeah. teen years. Yeah. Maybe when I was 20 or something like that. Yeah. So I've been, like, really living life for 10 years, a yeah. little more, yeah. right? And I have... That's 10 years, and I really get to live life with my own autonomy for the next... 40 years yeah that's four times as long as i've been yeah and a lot's already happened yeah. you know like yeah i mean i my own personal philosophy i have to say that i i feel like i would be ready if tomorrow was my day but like i don't want it to be of course right you know God, i would but fucking i just can shit myself but it's just you don't want it to be you yeah. don't want to regret the last yeah 30 years yeah and that's one thing we always talk about which is like feels like a lot of our day-to-day bullshit stuff and i don't want to harp on the whole nine to five thing but it, i think it does impede us from living a truly meaningful sure. life no i know and i and think what it does we were just who was i talking maybe i was talking to clementine about this um oh yeah we were talking about we were passing this was it a fire volunteer fire station or it was like a mm. it was like a rural fire station and they were like nope bus drivers it was uh i don't mm. know i've been seeing so many like ads for like bus drivers around yeah um, yeah me too at schools and stuff um but one of them said um are you sick of retirement or are you bored in retirement or something yeah. like come back to work and like work as a bus driver and you know it lists, lists all the benefits <laughs> but what i was i was like you know, you know what they're depending on is the fact that like this person who made it all the way to retirement uh-huh. the only meaning they ever found in life was working work. and now yeah. they're bored yeah because they don't they can't work they have yeah. found no other like meaningful oh, thing that's such a like societal brainwashing so, yeah you know so then what they're hoping is that someone is like yeah i just i have no i got nothing, I have nothing to do, do. Yeah. like i'm just gonna work yeah and like i'm gonna come back to work and work until i die and like that's someone who has like very much lost yeah. any sort of sight of like their own personal life yeah they've just become like a member of the That's, machine, you know? Yeah, I I try to think... It would be nice to have a version of your life, like when you're older, where you don't have these obligations, like house is paid off kids have mm-hmm. grown up like just me and my spouse just fucking like that's why like people travel when they're old i feel like that would be the life to live to finally yeah. get to see the world right. that's another thing that that i would I always think about it's like i'm 27 years old i'm visiting a th- another country this week but other than that i've been to that same country once and other than that i've been to like seattle and new york for a few months that's it you mean to live to live. Yeah, yeah, I lived in... Yeah, oh, I guess. Yeah, I lived in both of those. for, But not even to just live... Like, I want to see You've Italy. I want to see China. I want to see Japan and fucking yeah. Spain and all. The, the world has so much to offer. And it's sad that, like, there are some people who are born in a city, never leave that city, and die in that city. Right. Well, that used to be a lot of people. Yeah. That's yeah. just how life worked. Yeah. But so. I also feel like life was a bit more fulfilling back 
like you know i think yeah i think it was fulfilling in the way of like you feel like you're really experiencing yeah. life and yeah. it's giving like i mean that's the whole marxist take is that like people used to really identify with their jobs and it gave yeah. them meaning in life like you were a fisherman or yeah. you were like this was, i always say this was your thing in like you know a few hundred years ago i would have loved to have been like a blacksmith apprentice yeah. or something like you know? some craft yeah like, it's something that you were like involved with good at learned yeah and, like it was a skill you had yeah and now we just treat all work as just like labor. Yeah. Like you, it's, it's just bills. time. It's like, yeah. how much time can you put toward this or this? And it's interchangeable yeah. what you do. Yeah. Right? And like, it's interesting. I went to my uh, brother's studio yesterday, um, his glass blowing studio. Mm-hmm. And um, right now he's um, doesn't have a normal job. Mm-hmm. He's just blowing glass, That's fulfilling awesome. orders for shops and all that stuff. And he's doing it full time now. Dang. And I, I, I said to him yesterday, I was like, dude, you made it. Like in my mind, that's the, the base level version of making it. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have a nine to five, you're doing a job that is your passion and you're just doing that all day. Like that's making it in life to me. Like that's if I could find a way to fucking make bullshitting Dude, m- money. Yeah, man, we should have just gone all in on a screen <laughs> yeah. print studio. Cause that's an easy way to make oh, money. God, <laughs> Somebody's moving. Who, who's moving? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, that's the, that is what I would like to, because I'm yeah. I'm such a production person too. I just like to make stuff and do stuff. Yeah, and, no, that's and yeah. I like like the whole idea we talked off camera about like making a robot guy for virtual guests and like mm-hmm. doing the signs and all that stuff. Like, I love doing that kind of stuff. It's just fun. And if that was your job to just do those kind of things, that's a dream right. come true. Yeah, that yeah. would be nice. Um, it's making me think. Um, just with all the back to kind of the pandemic stuff mm-hmm. like with the everybody kind of stopped working for a bit right or most yeah. people stopped working with the pandemic yeah and like i definitely experienced not because of the pandemic actually interestingly enough when ira was born i had three months oh of yeah family leave yeah and clementine and i just got to spend time which with that's a family. new thing right Paternal, that is paternity in, leave? in uh well in washington actually just starting this year it was enacted the year before but just starting um in 2020 i guess 2020 um uh, paid family leave is basically like a form of unemployment. So oh. if you have put in enough work the year prior, that's why I was, could... was 14 months old when he was born. Cause Clem was just like holding it in until that <laughs> bill was passed. Wait. She's like, no, nope. <laughs> but it is a new and thing. Like, he was in there an extra thing. five months. You can already talk. <laughs> <laughs> and walks. Yeah. He has a little treadmill he works yeah. on. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it's a newer thing here. And it's, it honestly is like, it's so great and it's for yeah. new new parents like who've just given birth or pe- when you take when you adopt a kid into your family it's a bonding oh, time yeah. you know and it like first of all it's like such a great foundational thing that you can both like figure out some rhythm and get yeah. a baseline before and everything like that but it was like we kind of got to just like live Love. our life and yeah. like be the best like new parents we could be for three months yeah you know and then going back to work it's like then you realize like what you could what you have to give up to work in terms yeah. of being you know like, around yeah around yeah. and all that stuff and i think people have experienced that in the pandemic too is like they had time they mm-hmm. find even working class people finally had time to yeah. like be to like breathe to be even. like yeah like yeah all right what would I do if I could just live whatever life I wanted? Yeah. And some people probably did similar things or did nothing yeah. or, you know, you know, it's probably a whole gamut of things, but I think, and what I'm experiencing now in trying to find a, you know, a job that suits the life I want and like the, mm-hmm. you know, kind of fits everything is like, I want some flexibility and I want yeah. some, like, I want to do something I care about. I want some flexibility and I want to just be able to make sure I'm still living like yeah. a 
meaningful life. I don't feel like I'm, everything's a drain on me. And it's just given me pause of like, I don't have to be desperate to take anything, yeah, yeah. you know? And that's a privilege to not like, I think people are experiencing that. It's why this whole like myth of like, there's a work shortage, shortage of workers. Mm, I think it's, yeah. and I think it's not so much like, of course it is that like some people are more financially stable because of yeah. the support they've gotten. But people are saying like, is this the kind of job I want to work? Yeah. Is like, and the, the not, desperation is gone. Yeah. Like you are no yeah. longer like, like working to desperate people or getting to going to desperate people to get them to work for you. Yes. It's like these people have a little bit more agency for at least the time being. The time being. Yeah. yeah. And also the, the jobs that they're maybe going back to, they pay so little. They're like, right. What the fuck am I doing yeah. here? Like, like I'm the point, what's above the point this, yeah. you know? And I think that the whole, whole argument against minimum wage increase is like, if you do that, so then the business like owners. businesses will go out of business. Yeah. Business will go out of business. Yeah. And if like, they can't and, things pay, will, and things will cost more. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, we don't, we don't have businesses in here that are like, well, if I can't pay my worker $2 an hour, then I can't have a job. Like, yeah. I, can't, I can't run a business. Like maybe yeah. you shouldn't run a business. Yeah. You if you're shouldn't only pay be in people, business you know? if you can't afford yeah. to pay a living wage. Yeah. yeah. If people can't live off of what you're paying them, if you're like causing people to have to have three jobs and yeah. work 80 hours or a week. Or be on financial aid somehow. Yeah. Government aid. Like then that's not a job yeah that is like you know it's it's like the gig stuff you know yeah. it's like it's like little bits of work and not yeah. like any substantial like yeah thing anybody can live off of so i i i do i do understand and i as much as like i do believe that like small businesses are great because mm-hmm. they they're like local and yeah, people who community. actually care about what they're doing yeah. and things like that i think that not every business is viable <laughs> and yeah. especially the like shit businesses that like don't make a lot of money so they can't pay a lot like yeah that's how capitalism works is like this business is not it's a good natural model. selection yeah yeah you got to have something everybody wants and that you can like yeah. contribute to the economy by paying people that makes enough to money live. to pay yeah yeah um so. well not to throw it in your face but we could be living the dream life oh, if yeah. we just started our community, community center. center yeah god could you imagine though imagine <sighs> if we just had a setup like all of this setup and one if this was just one part of it mm-hmm. you know yeah. we had the print room and the fucking all the other shit we could do that is the dream yeah straight up um, would be pretty cool. Yeah. Not gonna lie, it's still my dream. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. Maybe in a couple of years, if I can get the house situation figured out and sure. all that stuff. I mean, who knows where the next year or two yeah. will take either yeah. of us? You know. Yeah. So. I'm gonna See. go. Um, again, I'm gonna hire somebody to sabotage your entire life and make you move <laughs> back here. <laughs> um, oh, I did want to tell the story. It's it's a stupid, just me whining. But you asked me how packing was going this oh, morning. Oh yeah. Cause you're leaving tomorrow. Do you know what I fucking celebrate. found out yesterday? We had a, like a family breakfast and I go over there and we're FaceTiming my cousin who's also going to go on the trip. She's in Bellingham right now. Um, and, uh, they're like, yeah, what are you packing? Blah, 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 this, this, and this. And then like, well, Tony's actually has a thing of luggage that he doesn't know he's actually going to be taking. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah. So, um, you're, um, just bringing carry on and you're going to take all the stuff that grandma wants in place of your luggage. What? And I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want me to live out of fucking backpack for yeah. two weeks? Why? And why you? <laughs> yeah, and why me? <laughs> and um, and so my fucking aunt has the gall to come by and she says, well, you know, you're a boy. You don't really need that much stuff. Right. And I just wanted to be like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> that's so bullshit and sexist. Um, but I got so, I probably got more pissed off than I should. But like... I was like, when were you guys planning on telling me? 
Mm-hmm. Like when I was going to show up with all my stuff and be like, actually, can you fit all that in a backpack real quick so we can bring all the stuff grandma wants to bring? Yeah. Like, can you uh, just pay for an extra carry on? And that's the thing. Or I was extra, like, I, uh, I am bag? paying for an extra one for all the cameras and stuff like in the yeah. microphones and stuff. Um, but then they just tried to, uh, they were like, okay, well then, you know, grandma doesn't need to bring all the stuff to the poor people over there. And I'm like, oh, well go fuck yourself, <laughs> man. Um, so I agreed uh, to it. Um, but I was just like, what the, f- were, were you not going to ever tell right. me? Like, cause my, when my cousin said it, she was like, I, Oh, I didn't mean to let that slip. And I was like, what do you mean? Uh, Why did nobody tell me this right. shit? Yeah. Um, it's that's, just, that's just so fucked up, man. Nobody else can. <laughs> yeah. Um, jeez. Uh, and like two days before, like, give me a break, man. Yeah. So, but I am stoked to go. Um, God, have you, you haven't been to like the Philippines or anything, have you? No. Happened. man other like is it is it rude to say third world country is that a shitty uh, thing call that is place? i think that's an outdated term yeah. but like there's not a lot of positive ways to put it because yeah. there's like there's the, like um un, what's under savage land there's <laughs> underdeveloped <laughs> yeah. which also is not very Sounds, nice yeah. and then there's um uh non-industrial country or something like that mm. but like i've heard a lot of arguments for like that seems like it's getting into the territory of all the con- unhoused all, all countries are just countries <laughs> yeah right so yeah, it's yeah. like but you're trying to communicate something yeah by well, saying it's a th- we've talked about this before like the simplicity of and you know they would view it as like we're f- in fucking poverty like we want to be in the u.s a lot of them do sure um but it's like again the grass is green on the other side like i would fucking love to live there for like a year you know right um and I don't know what you would do for work there, but man, everything's just beautiful and green. The raindrops are like fucking gigantic. So it's <laughs> like you're going swimming when you go out. There's like every morning at like six in the morning, because everybody wakes up wicked early there. At least my family does. Everybody's hmm. up by like 536. Yeah. And they're all, it's just like a, they're just a collection of cute old ladies just having coffee and talking. My, uh, one of my great aunts or yeah, great great aunts or something like that i don't know but she has this little like parrot or bird or something that she like she just feeds and she gives them a little bit of coffee i don't know what it is about my family they're always trying to give people coffee (laughs) um but it it knows the exact coffee time Hmm. like because they have coffee at the same time every day so it like starts like freaking out like (laughs) where's my coffee oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um but every morning you hear a little bike chime and it's the bread guy coming he's like announcing bread and they have fresh bread and then like a couple hours later uh it's always at the same time the ice cream guy comes by and so like he's got like an ice cream cart and it's like when i went there it was five cents for an ice cream cone wow. or 25 cents for a giant ice cream cone it's like god damn <laughs> um but yeah i don't know i'm really looking forward to it that sounds awesome yeah i wish i could go with you yeah god i, I tried to get john to go with me that motherfucker <laughs> the tickets are so cheap they're like 500 there and back wow yeah that's like going to the philippines costs a lot of money thousands, does it thousands of dollars yeah. really why because you got to go across the pacific i think you got to land in like hawaii or japan which is like uh, a costly flight yeah plus it's it is like i don't know it's hooked up with the u.s over there. i mean yeah it was like formerly a territory so i think i don't uh, know there's some some bullshit there's some yeah yeah somehow um, it's a destin maybe it's, maybe it's more of a destination yeah i think i don't know um well i'll try to come back with some good footage maybe some interviews i'm still trying to figure out how i'm gonna do the interviews mm-hmm. being that i don't speak the language well you could have your just have them all yeah well my cousin is gonna be basically my designated interpreter oh, yeah. your yeah. cousin from 
the solid four? No, she she's here. She's oh. just, she's one of the cool people who actually didn't. When I was a kid, my family would try to teach me Spanish, and I'd be like, "No, that's stupid." Uh, and then eventually, they're like, "You know what? Fuck you, little kid. Fine. <laughs> you want to be a dumb, singular languaged? <laughs> I can't even talk English." Like I throw balls far. You want good words? Data languager. <laughs> me no talk so good, <laughs> um, but she actually learned Spanish, so she's fully bilingual. So oh, wow. that's it's nice to have her. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I think we can wrap it up. That was a pretty decent one. If you're ready. Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah. I mean, or, I mean yeah, we we're, we're hearing Ira, I think. Is yeah. that why we're wrapping it up? So I don't know. I can go uh, as long as you want. I uh, just didn't know if you were on a time crunch. Oh, uh, I'm not on a time crunch. Oh, okay. Um, I do hear Ira waking up. Is he waking up? I'm going to be up and check on him real quick. Really? Uh, I, so Ira's okay. Everybody was wondering. <laughs> I don't know if everybody was wondering. <laughs> He's fine, but he might join the podcast in a minute if we need, yeah. if we need to. Oh, oh, we always forget to say we're taking a break or something. Uh, I mean, we kind of said, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, where do we want to go from here? Well, you had something you wanted to say about something that we were just talking about. Um, Was it Lil Nas X? Oh, God, yeah, Lil Nas X, Industry Baby. That song is so damn catchy. I was almost going to play it for you, but then you'd have to turn off the mics uh, and we'll do all that shit. But it blows my mind, the simplicity of some of the biggest tart chart, chart topper songs. Because mm-hmm. um, I try so hard to like make some things when, in terms of music and I'm like, right. this is shit. Like but when, before when you guys had uh, breakfast and I was working on stuff here and I was super stoked and I was like trying to put it together and I was like, I listened at the end, I was like, this is garbage. <laughs> like, that sucks, man. Why is it so hard? And again, I think that goes to like a... Uh, uh, working alongside having other people in the room bouncing right. ideas off yeah. of, that's always one of my, my best but um yeah like that song a lot by 21 savage i played it a while ago mm-hmm. for you um that song is one fucking sample chopped up super simple with fucking 808 right. uh bass and just like some but fucking they snare. have they have words on top of it right that's and that's kind of the focal point of it the rap is, yeah it's the rap yeah you yeah know, so it's that's like, why i wish i knew a fucking rapper because yeah because if it's just the production it's you got to but it's still like Kanye and Tyler the Creator will do this. Tyler the Creator is a fucking mad genius, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he posts like years after the actual album came out, he'll post just the instrumentals mm-hmm. and they are a track of their own. Really? Like they're so good and such a vibe. Like you don't even need like wow. the, the, the singing or the rapping was just a fucking cherry on top. Wow. Okay. And that his production production skill is just fucking on point and he produces i don't i don't know if that's something everybody knows about tyler creator he produces all of his own al- all of his own albums that's awesome. and he doesn't know how to like necessarily play piano or guitar or any of that stuff it's all feeling it out as he goes wow. it's fucking mad genius <laughs> like oh it makes me so mad <laughs> um, i mean one thing they always told me in design school um which like i feel like I would apply to you is that mm-hmm. it, even if like you recognize that your stuff is shit like mm-hmm. that you're doing right now yeah and you wish you could be as good as the people you admire mm-hmm. the fact that you can recognize what yeah. is good and then recognize that yours isn't good enough yeah is like a sign that like you're on the right track yeah you just have to put and the that's work something in to get it to the next level that comedians talk about too it's like when there's like a, a comedian who's just like a few years into it mm-hmm. and he'll get off the stage and be like fucking murdered that shit they're always like, those are the guys that are never going anywhere. Uh-huh. And it's always the people who are like, God, I fucking fucked up one word and like yeah. fucked up my whole show. And like, 
yeah, those are the guys. The, the self-reflection is important. Um, but yeah, I just wish I could, again, I, I wish I could just do it all day and yeah. I had collaborators and all that stuff. Right. Um, cause that's when it's more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'd be nice to get in here and do some like art nights, you know, days, yeah. like, maybe necessarily days where we're not having to live stream the stuff we do and just working on the yeah. stuff we do, you know? Yeah. I, I, I maybe recording it for later, but like, not yeah. like that being for contact yeah. or something. Yeah. I do think, um, sculpting is something that might be sculpting? fun. Yeah. I would love to try. 3D is such a different medium. Yeah. You know, like, uh, but I, I, it just, I mean, that's another thing. Um, when I was listening, I, I like to watch a lot of deconstruction videos of like beats and whatnot. And um, what one was it? It was, uh, I'm not gonna remember what beat it was. It's a really famous song. Oh, it was um, Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake. It's one mm-hmm. of his biggest ones right now. Not a big Drake Um person. God, well you're very rare <laughs> drake is amazing like uh, the way i view drake is like kanye in my mind is number one because mm-hmm. he's like a renaissance man and a fucking artist and like everything he does he has uh, his hand in every aspect of like the production the like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy have you ever listened to that album mm. kanye talks about it like that was like his the culmination of everything he could do he's like that was me proving to myself that i could make a perfect perfect album and if you listen to it chris rock said this and chris rock is actually on the album during a skit yeah it's one of the funniest skits ever um chris rock says that's the best album ever and not just rap album He's like, that's the best album ever. And I would agree. That album is so artistic and beautiful. and the Thematically as well? Thematically, yeah. And it's like, yeah, earlier on, his, um, his themes have gotten less drastic and like fully articulated as he's, uh, you know, gotten older in his newer days. But like, I don't, all, all of them had, were very thematic. But My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was definitely the most um but so what somebody was talking about uh, oh in terms of drake okay so in my mind i'm gonna get okay yeah we're gonna get yeah (laughs) all right (laughs) um cameras are over there (laughs) but uh so drake is like he's a pop star he's Mm -hmm. a rapper but he's a pop star and i think in terms of pop when you get into like a lot of pop artists a lot of their stuff is like brought to them and like, we think this would be a big hit. You should do Mm -hmm. this, put your energy into it. And, but like Kanye is like everything from scratch. He does, he has a hand in everything. Um, But anyway, so laugh now, cry later, the guy who was, um, I believe is that one. I could be wrong, but he's doing a deconstructed video of how it was made. And he was like, Oh no, it was fucking Broccoli by Drum and Lil Yachty. I don't, you probably don't know. I don't know that song. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a fucking, dope song it was, really okay. catchy. it was really big in like 2016 2017 okay. um but the producer he was like i was at the point where like i'm done making music like i'm so beat like it's not really going the way i want it and that day he had already agreed to come into the studio and work with some people mm-hmm. and um roger shahayed he's he's it's it, I, I've, I've talked to you about him before he's a classically trained pianist who's like now oh yeah doing like doja cat yeah, and yeah. drake songs and all these the almost all of the number one billboard songs right now he has a part in um so he came in and did a session with him and he was like 
all of our biggest songs never come out of we need to make a hit like we're going in to make a hit he's like it's always like we're just going to fuck around have fun or even like i'm exhausted but i'm just going to go do it right um and me whenever i come in here hi cutie <laughs> i'm always like this needs to change my life <laughs> like oh, you know yeah, like and much. that's that's not the way to go about anything yeah like all the best stuff is just fucking around and having fun Right. And that's hard, but it's like, well, yeah, I think it's, it's like a free flow, you know, kind of yeah. thing. I feel like if you're putting the pressure on it, like that, your psyche just can't take it. Yeah. And your psyche is where all that stuff comes from, you know, like the, like the soulful yeah. stuff. That's yeah. where like, the real shit comes from, you know? And if you're like putting all that pressure on it, it's going to trigger, you're going to trigger your neuroses. The, you're going to trigger all the stuff the that your psyche blocks. struggles with. You know? <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of noise. on it, Ira? <laughs> this is gonna make a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah, we can screen. cut that out though. <laughs> oh, get him to say something into the microphone. Ira, hello. He's not usually talkative when he's really interested in something. <laughs> <laughs> he wants there we go. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh. All right. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'd love to just have nights where we just hang out and like, you yeah. know, like you showed me that David show where he's just like messing around on that canvas. Yeah. I would yeah. love to. I would that. love to do, um, I think it'd be fun and you know, we don't make money anyway, so I don't, the copyrights don't fucking matter. Not right now. I don't um, <laughs> we could do a Bob Ross episode where we put, I, I, I've always wanted to paint alongside Bob Ross. Oh, and like, you, you want, know, you want to paint alongside him? Yeah. Okay. Like have it playing up here and then we, oh, <laughs> Um, likes it. Yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> group group like art nights are just the funnest thing ever yeah. you know yeah. well the hard thing is like i have a lot of friends but i have so many friends who are just like oh i'm not good at art and oh. like the whole like i'm not good at art thing is like that's that goes back to a point you made a while ago fun. I don't know. you don't need to be an artist to do art yeah. or just it doesn't need to, to be your career yeah. or anything to have, just, just to, to have the benefit of doing art yeah and to just like enjoy doing it, yeah you know like, yeah again like yeah people always say like oh man like i'm such a bad artist or whatever and it's like yeah. well how long how much have you been doing it because like i you know i'm i don't consider myself great i, I got some skills but i've been yeah. doing it for like i've been I liked doing it so much that I just have done it for 20 something yes. years you know so and like, that's uh, the thing i always think about in terms of that is when I try to play piano and I get so like, oh, I suck. And it's like, yeah, you don't play piano yet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. this is brand. It's like learning how to read for the first time. Yeah. You're not going to be good. Yeah. And that's frustrating because you want to be able to like just have fun and express all the th thoughts right. that are going through your mind. But it's like you're not going to be able to. And you still can in a, you know. Yeah. In a shitty way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, just the other day I was on the Clementine's piano just like, and yeah. I just, I always like, you know, it's like, I feel like anybody does this when they play the piano or, or guitar and they're like, and like they do like a really simple like yeah, thing like yeah that sounds so good <laughs> it's like it's like, yeah. like three different notes like this is this is right yeah. this could be a i was doing that before you fucking got here <laughs> it's um, like i could play piano yeah <laughs> um my brain's kind of run down yeah this baby is uh got some energy from the nap mm. smell like a baby <laughs> or a dying person <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ira, are we done are we done? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Oops. Oh,
<laughs> All right. Should we sign off here? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining uh, this totally. short episode. Yeah. Well, we'll probably cut a lot of this out. Yeah. So. Um, but ain't that just the cutest? Yeah. You probably are. We're probably cutting all this in not so seamlessly. So if you see me holding a baby, that's why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to get over there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was the episode, guys. Thanks for watching. Um, we'll, we'll see, see you when you get back, Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, or I guess we'll, maybe we'll see you when you're out there. Unless I get kidnapped and murdered. Uh, yeah. Well, if you get kidnapped, you let me yeah. know. You give them my number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you guys.